First things first, the beer. James Harden's taking less money to help his Sixers. Are we surprised he turned down $47 million? It is status quo for Baker, still a Brown. Will he be the first contestant on Broussard's under-duress list this morning? And coming soon to Major League Baseball, robot umps? Say it ain't so, or maybe say it is so. Good Thursday morning, everyone. Welcome to First Things First. Oh, yeah. Wild's favorite thing doing my favorite thing. Ooh, I love it. Wilds, you ready for robot umps? Yes. Just a record, uh, a note to our producers, Jenna. When I said I wanted this video, I don't want the, I don't want the robot succeeding. We want to see him falling down. That's the funny video. A successful robot is terrifying. One that's falling is much more any, reassuring. Any video of Ninja Warrior is good video. Robots and people. The off-season of NBA moves and shakes all around us. So, Nick still trying hard to land free agent point guard Jalen Brunson. But why is Brunson even an option? Why did he leave Dallas? Chris Haynes reporting that Brunson thinks his game can reach another level once he's no longer playing with the most ball-dominant player in the league. Shots at your large adult Slovenian son, Nick. How do you think losing Brunson to the Knicks impacts Luka? I'll answer that in just a moment, but we have seen this story before. Nice complimentary player leaves contending type team because he wants to have a team of his own. We just, we saw Jeremy Grant do it a few years ago, right? It's like, ah, it's nice playing with Joker and Jamal Murray, but I want to go do my yeah. own thing in Detroit. And then you get a taste of doing your own thing. And now it's like, oh, okay. Now I'm going to go be traded by Detroit to go be a complimentary player on an inferior team to the one I originally was on because I can't handle that load. So with respect to Jalen Brunson, nobody was holding him back. How, and in, in regards to how this impacts Luca, to me, this is one step backwards for two step forward scenario, Brew. I, I've said throughout the offseason that if it was going to take 25, 26, 27 million dollars to keep Jalen Brunson, that I would prefer the Mavs not do it. Because we have seen teams in the past get, have a transcendent young star and panic or overpay to try to get his second star and get a guy who's not actually a second star. We saw the Pelicans do it with Drew Holiday. Traded all those picks, trade Drew Holiday because Anthony Davis was so good, and I love Drew Holiday. But Drew Holiday can't really be your second best guy. He's a great third best guy, and that's the role he has with the Bucks. We saw the Cavs the first time around try to do it with Oh my God, Larry Hughes and, uh, Mo Williams and very, and various guys that should be third or fourth options instead of secondary options because they were trying to win right then with LeBron. So I do, does this hurt the Mavs for this coming season? Potentially slightly. Yes. Does this make it more likely that Luca wins a championship in the next four years rather than less likely? I would say yes to that as well. Because it does not lock them into a team that has a hard ceiling. That is, when your second best player is not an all-star caliber guy. So I'm okay with this. Okay, it's not right. ideal, but it's a better option than paying Jalen Brunson four years, $110 million, like the Knicks are going to do, bro. 
Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned Mo Williams back in Cleveland with LeBron James because it was similar, and Luka's similar to LeBron offensively in that he's ball dominant, he's the system, everyone has to play off him. And I've talked about, we've all talked about how a player that can create his own shot and create his own offense can get frustrated playing with LeBron or with Luka because they create everything. And they, you, you kind of can just be relegated to being a spot-up shooter at the three, or at least you know a guy creating for you, and you do it off, you do it off his passes. And so I'm not surprised that Brunson, his camp, made the comment they did to Chris Haynes of Yahoo. Uh, but be careful. Mo Williams made All-Star teams, or at least one, I think maybe two, playing with one. LeBron James. Yeah. And so yeah, one All-Star team. And nobody was going to say he was, you know, a $100 million player or even the equivalent at that time. And that's what's happening with Jalen Brunson. I like Jalen Brunson like you do, Nick. I think it'd be good if the Mavs could keep him. I'm sure they'd like to keep him. But this doesn't affect Luka at all. Jalen Brunson is being paid. He played well in the playoffs throughout the playoffs for the most part. But a lot of this is what he did against the Jazz in the first round. He averaged 28 points yep. a game, four assists. So he's not a big assist guy, even when Luca's not there. But he still gave you 28 points. But remember, when Kawhi Leonard was out for games five and six against Utah a few years ago, Reggie Jackson stepped in and averaged 25 points a game and yeah. actually led him to victory in that series. So be careful. Um, Luca, to answer your question, Jenna, it's not going to affect Luca at all. They got Tim Hardaway Jr. coming back, who's a better three-point shooter. I know he didn't shoot well from three last year, but over the course of, you know, the last few years in Dallas, he's been a better three-point shooter than Jalen Brunson. Catch-and-shoot guy, three-and-D guy, athletic, long. Uh, They they got Christian Wood. I like that trade. 18-10, and stretch five, shoots the three better than Jalen Brunson. So, Wilds. I don't think this is going to have any impact on Luka. Luka's independently great, regardless of a guy like Jalen Brunson. And I still think the Mavericks will be a very good team and a contender out West. Okay, they'll be a contender, but there's definitely a ceiling. And when we look at the top five guys in the league, we'll put Luka in that category, Nick. I'm going to break down the teammates using the old uh, superhero metaphor. We've got Batman, we've got Robins, and we've got Alfreds. And I know a lot of people, I think it started with Scottie Pippen, didn't want to be called a Robin. I think that's a lot of based on Robin's terrible color scheme of his outfit. He's got like the green tights and the yellow top. I understand. But Alfred, <laughs> say, he's also a step down. But Alfred is always finely dressed, so it's okay to be either of these guys. So here are my Batman, Embiid, Giannis, LeBron, and KD, and Luca. Here are their Robins. Harden, Middleton, AD, and Kyrie. And between them, that group has 28 all-star appearances, three rings, and an MVP. Now you get down to the Alfreds, right? Tobias, Drew Holiday, Russ, and Ben. And between them, that group has four all-stars, one ring. I didn't count Russ's all-stars because Russ is kind of a a different player at this point. Right, in a different place in his career. But does Jalen Brunson belong... In in what group is Jalen Brunson? Well, I think he's going to be a nice player for New York. But is he as good as... Right. Ben Simmons, Drew Holiday, or, or Tobias? I don't think so. No. So I think you're right. At right. the same time, 
you got to make a move if I'm the Mavericks. I don't think it's Christian Wood and Tim Hardaway. Like, if we have Luca and Trey on the same trajectory, same draft, you know, it's always like, oh, who's the better? And Luca kind of took the lead. Okay, well, the Hawks just came through yesterday and took the lead. So I don't know how long you want to wait, Nick, until Mark Cuban's like, all right, you know what? Let's spend some of that Shark Tank money and try to go out and get a guy just like we saw the Hawks do. Be patient. I, 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 my answer would, first of all, be okay. patient. My second answer, just quickly here, is, yeah, listen, new media already impacting Kevin Wilde's brain. He talks about top five guys in the league. What talks happened? about top Batmans. Uh, reigning finals MVP, Steph Curry. Can't get a mention. Oh, poor Embiid's no, on there. Trying, KD's well, you know, on there. I, I you mean, can't. No, no. Listen, hey. Listen, hey, you you did it. You and JJ, you got to keep to your list. That's fine. You t- name top three. Giannis ain't on. What? Go ahead, Wilds. Go ahead. What I do? What? What's wrong? You just you, yeah, you made a list. Old media. You left out. Old media has time constraints. Uh-huh. Whether it's whether it's column oh, inches yeah. for a newspaper or the length of this segment, I can't go through every gosh darn Batman there is in the league. No, I didn't talk about Joker. That's fine. Really, no, no, no. I don't have right, a ninety-minute your... podcast to keep on I get going. It. It's no, I understand, Wilds. You it's just, which is why you man. kept it to five, and you just you made the editorial decision that of those five, Steph wasn't in there. That's fine. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm simply saying, like, you, you know, at some point in your brain, you were old. like reigning Finals yeah. MVP or Joel Embiid. I'm going to go with Joel Embiid. It's just an interesting editorial decision by Kevin Wilds. But to the point <laughs> that he made there is a correct one, which is Jalen Brunson is not on the level of any of those Robins that he listed. And he's not really on the level. Maybe he can be Tobias Harris. Like, uh, Tobias, you know what? I think, I shouldn't even say maybe. I think he can be Tobias Harris level production. But I also think that Tobias Harris isn't even that team's Alfred. They're not hoping it is. They're, ho- they're hoping Maxi can be. They're hoping it goes Maxie. in beat hard yeah. to Maxi. And, and that's why, Brew, that I believe in what the Mavs did. It's one of the hardest things to do in sports. When you have a young superstar and you just went deep in the playoffs to not delude yourself into thinking, oh, yeah, keep this team together. This is a championship core. I think you're right. By the way, it is what the Hawks did a year ago. They get to the conference finals. They're like, run it yeah. back. Pay everybody. Why not? And now what are the Hawks having to do? Trade a half decade of draft future yep. to improve the team. And by the way, and I, I, I actually kind of like that trade for both sides. We'll get to that in, in a bit. I'm not knocking what the Hawks did, but it is hard to be, you know, have sober analysis of we're looking at the next decade, not the next 10 months. And Jalen Brunson, we can't put ourselves in a position where Jalen Brunson has to be our second best guy. We just can't. You're not going to win a title that way. So I'm actually, I'm okay with it, even if it hurts him a bit in this future. By the way, Nick, Luca right Steph now the favorite for MVP next season on Fox Bet. Joel Embiid yeah. is second. Uh, all right, let's oh, talk some James yeah. Harden now. The other Batman. story we're talking this morning. How uh, how surprising was the beer turning down $47 million? We'll get to that next. First things first. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. 
But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash FTF. netsuite.com slash FTF. netsuite.com slash FTF. Hey, Saturday on Fox, Baseball Night in America. How about Red Sox-Cubs? Wilds, your Sox coming off that X-training win over Toronto last night. Or Padres taking on Freddie Freeman and the Dodgers. Yeah, Saturday, 7 Eastern on Fox. Check the game in your area. All right, let's head to Philly now. Back to the NBA. Talk some Sixers. We found out James Harden is opting out of the final year of his deal. He'll become a free agent. Sounds serious. Sounds almost scandalous. It's not. Harden working on a new deal with Philly. That'll give him more flexibility to sign free agents like P.J. Tucker, who they're reportedly close to a deal with. Nick, did this move from Harden surprise you? Well, there had been rumors he might do this, but anytime a player willingly takes less money than he could get, it is surprising. And if we are going to be fair, James Harden, who has been one of the most heavily criticized players in the league over the last year, and by the way, the vast majority of that criticism has been totally fair. But if we're going to be fair... We have to applaud this. James Harden, absolutely. I, I don't know. He's probably going to sign a three-year deal. Absolutely could have gotten three years at the max from Philadelphia. He's going to take less than that purely to raise his chances of winning a championship and to help the team. And that is something that is, in sports, basically universally applauded. So I, I, I think when the day the Sixers traded for Harden, I saw our pal Bobby Marks go on uh, the other network and say, James Harden is going to sign the worst contract in NBA history. Remember, he did the whole thing. He was like, it's going to be five years, $250 million. It's going to be worse than the Russ contract, worse than the John Wall contract. And now I don't think a five-year max was in the offing for James Harden, Brew because of how he played once he got to Philadelphia. But I am quite confident he could have gotten three years at the max. And I think he's going to end up taking three years at less than the max. And I think that's the type of thing we should give him credit for because it's going to help them sign P.J. Tucker or whomever Daryl decides to go after to raise their chances of winning a title. Nick, I'm not surprised. I'm not. For all the love of the nightlife and the fancy clothes that James Harden likes to wear, he has shown that he will. he's not just about the money. And he's made, look, he's made $270 million throughout his career. So he's obviously not hurting for money. But remember, in the fall of 2020, he turned down a two-year, 
$103 million contract extension from the Rockets that would have made him the first $50 million man per season in the NBA, ever. He turned it down and went to Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, they offered him a three-year, a year later, they offered him a three-year, $161 million contract extension that he turned down. Now, maybe he was seeing the, you know, handwriting on the wall with Kyrie and Durant and all that stuff, but he turned it down and kept his options open. All right, so I do believe that James Harden is the type of guy that puts his personal happiness, and I respect that. Am I happy where I'm at? Am I happy with who I'm working with? Am I happy with the basketball situation? Above making every last dollar that you can. And you should have that mindset when you've made as much money as he has. So I, I'm not surprised. I think it's, I guess it's admirable, Nick, but I'm not going to applaud him. You know what I'm going to applaud? <laughs> when he shows that he can consistently deliver in the big playoff games. Like everybody's wondering, oh, this should endear him to the Sixers fans. No, what's going to endear him to the Sixers fans is when you give me more than a total of 25 points in the last two games of a playoff series against Miami. So I, I'm, this is fine. This is nice. But James Harden, had, that's what's got to change in Philly. His mentality, Embiid's mentality, P.J. Tucker will help bring some toughness but that's really what I'm about. This is nice. It's cute. It's good. He, he did turn down more money. But cute. people are saying, I want to see what you do in the playoffs. It's nice. It's cute. It's good. When you get the cute from Broussard, it, it's cute never really a compliment. A lot of times I'll go, I'll give a take. You're like, no, cute take, Wild. It's like, oh, brother, that stunk. Uh, okay, here's the thing. If this is true, Nick, and you were happier about this in the meeting than all of us, then James Harden needs to call up little baby and say, hey, I know you got an album coming out. Remember the last video we did when I was giving you the honey buns and I, and I give you a bunch of money yeah. uh, and a watch, I believe. Can we do that again? And this it, maybe around your birthday, but this time I will say, oh, sorry, little baby. I can't give you as much money as you did because I took less because I'm committed to winning with Philadelphia. But little baby, like, it's okay. That's an admirable <laughs> act, James Harden, because there are so many things on this side of the ledger, where people look at James Harden and be like, oh, what are you doing? You quit on the Rockets. You, you quit on the Nets. You're, you, yep. you had a bad game. You're out celebrating. There's so much stuff on this side of the public relations ledger for James Harden. If he's turning down millions of dollars, then he should have a full-on campaign to be like, hey, I did this. It shouldn't take an accountant to go through the mid-level exception and the rising salary cap for us normal basketball fans to be like, man, that was cool. Good job, James Harden. He's dedicated to this team. Because right now, I think there's still questions. And if you're turning down millions of dollars, he deserves to be praised. But I kind of want to wait until the, to see the contract that uh, he's actually going to sign. I'm for him. It's just pro, on, pro bono publicist work Hold on. from you're, me to you're James saying, Harden. Uh, wait, wait a minute. You're saying he needs to publicize it more. It's, what, what, are you, yes. what are you talking about? The news came out yesterday. We're talking about it this morning. Again, like this space-time ah, continuum Wilds lives mid-level in. Mid-level exception. Like, the news <laughs> broke hours <laughs> ago, you, and you want there to be so. more to publicity Harden. about it. That's, I don't, if yeah. Harden is not, go, what you want, Okay, Harden would get ripped 
if he if he came out and was like, hey guys, I'm only gonna take 42 million instead of the 48 million I could get because I people would be like, oh James Harden, play me the tiniest violin. It is our job to inform the public about what's happening. It is our job to say James Harden could could have gotten three years at max money from Philadelphia. He is taking less than that for one reason and one reason only. So the team has a better chance of winning a championship. That is in and of itself by how if we are going to treat Harden fairly at all, we have to say that's admirable. The same way we would say it if this news came out about Steph or Giannis or any of the players that have near universal approval ratings. And Brew, I think you are cross-pollinating things. What I'm saying can be true, and it can also be true, that the most important thing is that he produces in the postseason. Like, I don't, these to me are unrelated stories. James Harden playing poorly against the Miami Heat in the, in the playoffs is one thing. James Harden and what he is going to do to try to help the Sixers fill out the roster to the best of their ability is another thing. Like, I don't, I, I don't see how those two are correlated. Let me ask this, though, Nick. Are yes. we judging this on a curve? I mean, did we give this type of – did we fawn over Tom Brady all the years he took and did it in Tampa Bay as well? Yes. He's taking less money than he yes. should get. Really? I, I, did, I, I, didn't, I yes. didn't fawn over him. Okay. You fawned over him. Okay. I, I don't even remember you no. fawning over him. You probably didn't. It, You're probably ripping. Did you? Did people fawn? Tom people Brady said t- Patrick Mahomes took a, a bad contract. He did the same thing in Kansas City to leave money for his teammates. So I'm just saying this isn't like completely unprecedented. I said it the other day. LeBron James was willing to do it when he went to Miami to join Wade and Bosh. So again, it, it is admirable. But if you want me to sit here and applaud... And, and, you know, forget all the James Harden quitting on the last two teams he played with and not, not showing up in that. the big games. I, I'm not, it's nice. It is a good gesture. But he's still filthy rich beyond his wildest dreams if he played for 25 cents this year. So let's just keep it in perspective. Okay. And my point is, is that we've got to, tr- we've got to treat these guys fairly no matter what their general reputations are we can talk about it more later all right we'll get we'll get back to that Uh, let's get to harden's former team it has been a drama-filled week in brooklyn where will kd and kyrie land on the bun list breaking that out on the other side for six time uh Time to find out who's under duress, courtesy of Chris Broussard. Julius Randle, a prime candidate this week, report out yesterday. Knicks are reaching out to teams about moving the All-Star. The talks have been labeled as more exploratory, so we'll spare Randle a budless nomination this week. But, Brew, tell us which five guys are under the most duress in the world of sports. Might be another Nick on there, though, Jenna, or future Nick. We'll see. Uh, at number five, Let's go to L.A. Russell Westbrook. All right, it looks wilds like he now is definitely going to be with the Lakers. So, look, it's a great chance for him to either redeem himself from last season or worsen his legacy even more than he did a year ago. And, look, if he doesn't play well next year, 
It's on the table that it's his last year in the NBA. It sounds crazy, but it sounded crazy that Carmelo Anthony would be out of the league, wow. too. So that's something to watch for. At, at number four, Kevin Durant. All right, look, Durant has taken, everybody's talked about him. He's taken some shots, some strays over the last month when I was right about Golden State winning the finals and Nick was wrong. And and it's, some of it's been unfair to KD, all right? But it, this is the bottom line. KD got to win a title. He's got to win a title outside of Golden State. Now, we can all say, well, James Harden quit on him. Kyrie Irving is zany, to say the least. All right, and Ben Simmons has his mental struggles. But at the end of the day, as time goes on, guys, nobody's going to remember that. They're only going to remember, did he win a championship or did he not? And I think one of the things he may have to do, or really does have to do, is something he's admitted he's not, doesn't feel comfortable doing. Lead. He's going to have to be the leader of that team next year. Let's see if you do it. It's motivation, KD. Not insult. This is motivation. It's the bud list. At number three, uh, speaking of not doing something that comes natural to you, Kyrie Irving. Here's what Kyrie needs to do. Conform. All right, not off the court. I love all your, you know, you got a lot of great ideas. You do a lot of great things off the court. I kind of like the radical nature of your thinking off the court. All right, but on the court, when it comes to basketball situations, all right, how you treat members of the organization, including teammates on the way up to executives. All right, do you show up to work every day? Do you play when you're healthy? Those things, Kyrie, you got to conform to that. All right, so Kyrie's on this list. Conform, Kyrie. That's all you got to do. Because if you don't, you might, you will not get that bag, that long-term multi-year bag that you want next summer. At number two, we're going to go with my man, future Nick, apparently, Jalen Brunson. Look, like we said earlier, really nice player. Happy that he's going to get the huge bag, four years, 110 million or thereabouts. But boy, does that bag come with some strings. In New York? In New York? Oh, they are expecting Jalen to be the same. You see they're talking about trading Julius Randle. It it is going to be tough. And and obviously, he's not going to lead them to a championship. But they are going to have to see great individual play from him and some team improvement, significant improvement. So the pressure is going to be on Jalen Brunson. Get your money, enjoy it, but get ready because you better ball next year, young man. And at number one, let's go to football. Baker Mayfield. All right, uh, Baker left the door open. He left the door open for a return to the Cleveland Browns. I'm not saying it's wide open, just cracked. But the Browns need to reach out, and he's right. He's right in saying they need to reach out to me. And if they do, Baker, they're obviously waiting to see what happens with Deshaun Watson, right? Understandable. But if Deshaun's out for the year, Nick, and they reach out to Baker, what will Baker do? Will his pride get in the way? A lot of people would have that type of pride. I get it. But would that stop him from going to the best situation for him, which is quarterbacking the Cleveland Browns should Deshaun Watson be suspended? Or will he let his pride lead him to Seattle or Carolina, which is not a great situation? So that's why Baker tops the bud list, Nick. Hmm. Brew. 
I think your pride is getting in the way of the bud list. I, you know, I, I followed <laughs> your career, my friend. And once upon a time, you were a capital J journalist with what I would call real integrity. And I don't know what's happened to you. Because it'd be one thing if you wanted to just have basketball players on the bud list because we are at the very beginning of the basketball offseason. But for you to add a football player and for you to add a quarterback and for you to add a quarterback who might, it might be changing teams and whose team has picked his replacement and it's not the one whose former teammates called him a five-letter word and who is a man that nobody seems to want to have their starting quarterback because you he is your beloved, he is your betrothed, it would appear, the <laughs> handsome Jimmy G. That is just unbelievable to me. If for you to put Baker on there, what is the possible justification for this week saying that Baker Mayfield is under more duress than Jimmy Garoppolo. Tell me. Explain it to me. Here it is. I will explain it. Jimmy Garoppolo was not a number one pick. Jimmy Garoppolo already got his big payday. Jimmy Garoppolo has overachieved for his career. As, as much as you want to rip him, you better be you better hope Dusty don't have the graphic. Dusty, feel free to throw the graphic <laughs> up there if you like. All right. That's why, Nick, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo's done way more than we ever expected. Baker Mayfield has fallen short of expectations. So that's that's the just plus he hasn't gotten the bag yet. Jimmy Garoppolo at one time was the highest paid player in the league. So that's why. Counter that, buddy. Is that okay. a mic drop, Wild? So, uh, I think that's a mic drop. No, it's not. A, no, let me respond. Me, so so you are arguing that because of draft position and career earnings, you're bud list ineligible? <laughs> that's fascinating. Oh, Russell Westbrook has made about half a billion in the league and was a guy who has exceeded his expectations. Future first ballot Hall of Famer, he's on there. I'm just fascinated by it. Jalen Brunson, about to make $110 million, has exceeded his draft position. He's on there. It's just, listen, hey, hey, Wilds, Brew once upon a time had some journalistic integrity. And now hey, he's just shooting hot takes out his eyeballs. And, and, and he's got, you know, his, his okay. protected cl clan, and one of them is handsome Jimmy G. It's just disappointing to hey. see. It's he, just not the Chris Broussard I grew up with. That's Wiles, all he's still, he's still mad about not the, the not last mad. Jordan LeBron debate yesterday. He's still mad about it. No, I'm <laughs> no, not at all. Over. Not you gotta, at all. You got you to let Wednesday show be Wednesday show. All right, I am adding over, uh, umpires to the list because Commissioner Rob Manfred said we will probably see an automated strike zone, a.k.a. robot umpires, in the next two years. And before I explain how it works, I just want to clarify something. I have been painted with a I hate all robots brush. That's not true. I like EasyPass. I like my iPhone. I like that little Amazon convenience store where you don't have to pay and you can walk out. What I don't like are our robot overlords who are going to steal our souls and put us in a bubbling vat of green ooze. Those are the robots I don't like. So here's how a robot umpires in an automated uh, strike zone would work. 
in probably two years if we can see the full screen. Here it comes, stand by. One possibility is for the automated system to call every pitch and transmit the balls and strikes to a home plate umpire via an earpiece. So, so the umpires will still be there. Another option is a replay review system of balls and strikes with each manager getting several challenges a game. So overall, Broussard, I like this. You're not totally eliminating umpires. It will increase accuracy and get rid of needless arguing, which is often for a show. Uh, it will increase the pace of the game. And the biggest question is, will the robot umpires lead to more robots in sports? Now look, on their own, they haven't been wild What was that one doing? That one just, that one Why is this fall over? Oh. <laughs> right, look, overall, I like it. <laughs> I, I'm it's with a system. you. It's I, not I do not want to see. an excuse to run the video. <laughs> 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 hey, Wilds, I'm gonna answer your question. I do not want to see these guys, especially uh, these guys, because they can't even stand up straight. <laughs> I don't want to see them out there on the field. So I, I'm with you. Keep the human umpire on the field and then so have good. the umps do it, so the robots do it, balls and strikes. Why are we playing but I, this video? I, I can't. I don't even so, need to respond. Everybody's just laughing. No, you, you don't right. need to respond. Wild, For the record. The whole long gone. Brew, go ahead. Go ahead, Brew. I mean, why is this whole thing just so well, you can no. play that stupid video? But go ahead, Brew. This is a big topic, Nick. I, I, I like the robot umps. I, I, I would have rather. I thought Rob Manfred. What would have been better is you come out. Maybe you just do it to the play, your umpires association, and say, "Look, you got two years to get it right." Because I'm tired of all these umpires having their own strike zone. All right, one likes them low, uh, one likes them high, I one like likes that. them outside. Like, I don't like it. In the NBA, every official doesn't have his own traveling rules. He can't say, you know what? I think I like him going four steps. I'm going to give guys four steps. No. The rules <laughs> are the rules. And I think I would like Manfred to say to the umps, look, you got two years or a year to start calling it by the official strike zone. And if you don't do that, then we're going with the robot umps. All right, and that's what needs to happen. Yeah, not, not those not guys those you show a while. Not your friends. No, they don't need to be out there ups. hovering yeah. behind the catcher. Not your friends, But just wilds. up in the well, booth, that's, the that's what I want to see. <laughs> I'm with that. I don't. I think there's confusion <laughs> the over what's a robot I love it in tennis. Well, yeah, well, we'll see. Oh, uh, oh, Jalen Rosen's on the bus. Easy pass? Tennis, it's great. I love it in tennis. Um, he seems to be on his way out of Dallas, but what does that mean for Luca? We'll discuss that next. First things first. That was great, Wilds. Wilds called Easy Pass a robot? It's the inaugural USFL Championship game live from the Pro Football Hall of Fame Stadium out in Canton, Ohio. The Birmingham Stallions and the Philadelphia Stars, they'll go at it. In a quest to take home the historic first title, Sunday, 7.30 Eastern, only on Fox. All right, let's close out the morning here. The offseason of NBA moves and shakes all around us. The Knicks still trying hard 
to land free agent point guard Jalen Brunson. But why is why is Brunson even an option? Why is he leaving Dallas? Well, Chris Haynes yesterday reporting that Brunson thinks his game can reach another level once he's no longer playing with the most ball-dominant player in the league anymore. Sorry, Luca. Nick, how would losing Brunson to the Knicks impact Luca? Uh, listen, no hard feelings, Jalen. I'll say that on behalf of my large adult Slovenian son. You're going to a cooler city and you're going to make more money. And as an added bonus, you're going to get more time off in the summer playing with the Knicks and won't make the playoffs as opposed to the deep playoff runs. You could have gone on for years and years staying alongside Luca, but that's fine to each their own. Here's the thing, bro. Uh, I'm glad the Mavs didn't pay Jalen this money. And it's a really hard thing to do in the NBA when you have a great, and Luka is great, a great young player to not try to microwave it. And not and a lot of teams are afraid of taking a step backwards. And by letting Jalen walk, they might take a slight step backwards. I actually don't think they will because Tim Hardaway will be back and Luka will be even better. And I, like you, like the addition of Christian Wood. But they could take a step back. But if they would have given Jalen Brunson, you know, $28 million a year around what the Knicks are going to, this would have been their team for the foreseeable future. Luke is the top guy. Jalen is the second best guy. And then your complimentary pieces. And I do not think that's enough to win a title. If, if, in order for it to be enough to win a title, Luca has to go truly transcendent. And I don't think he's, I, I'm, it would, he would have to go to a level even Giannis hasn't gotten to yet. Like Giannis wasn't able to do it with that type of team. He needed Middleton. He needed Drew Holiday. And so, I, I I am glad the Mavs are showing the discipline, if you will, to say we are not going to lock ourselves into a roster that has a defined ceiling just because we're afraid of letting a guy walk. So I'm okay with it. I think the Mavs are going to be really good either way. But I would like them to have the flexibility to add a true all-star for the first time in Luka's entire career at some point rather than hang on to Jalen Brunson, who overachieved a bit and is a nice story, but is not a top 35 player in the league. Well, you know, I, I hate to say this, Nick, but I do agree with you. You're right. I, I think the Mavericks are going to yeah. be fine. And that's no slight on Jalen Brunson. He is a, a good player. All right. And we'll see if he does more than, you know, if he lives up to expectations in New York. I, I'm not sure he will. I, I, like I said, I think he's a very good player. But there's going to be a lot of weight on his shoulders. They're expecting huge things from him in New York. They're going to give him over $100 million for four years. So a lot of strings are attached with that with those New York fans. But as far as the Mavs, I do think, like you said, they're doing the right thing. You can't overpay for Jalen Brunson. He is not the second best player on a championship team. And I think next year they're going to be fine. They're going to have, you said it, Christian Wood who's a stretch four or five, six, ten, gets you ten rebounds a game despite kind of playing outside when he's giving you 18 points, like can it. shoot the three better than Jalen Brunson. Tim Hardaway Jr., a three and D guy who's a better three-point shooter than Brunson. And those are the types of guys, just like LeBron, we have a ball-dominant superstar. Yeah. What you need around them are three-point shooters and athletes who can help you play defense. And so that's what they have. And Spencer Dinwiddie is not chopped liver. All right, Spencer Dinwiddie played no. well in the playoffs, 
came in, had some big moments, had some big runs with the Mavs, and I think he can fill Brunson's shoes for the most part, uh, Wild. So I, I think they'll be fine. And I understand Brunson's point, though. We've talked about this, Nick. How is a guy that can do his own stuff, can create his own shot, can create for others, he can be get frustrated playing with a ball-dominant superstar like Luka or like LeBron. And so I understand Brunson thinking I can do more, and we'll see if he can do more, Wilds. Yeah. Okay, I, I think the Jalen Brunson reasons for going to New York pie breaks down like this. One huge piece of money. Like, well, I've got more money here. Yeah. Another huge piece of family ties, whether it's Leon Rose and Sam Rose, Jalen Brunson's agent, or the fact that Jalen Brunson and Rick Brunson, uh, who now works for the Knicks. So it's like, oh, all my family ties are here. Then I think there is a small sliver of, you know what? I'll get the ball more. He has 17% usage rate with Luka, 27% when Luka wasn't on the floor. He can play, play, had those big games against the Jazz when Luka wasn't there. That's fine. The question I have to you, Nick, is this. What do you think Luka's goals are next year? I don't think Luka's obviously a smart guy. He comes in and says, huh, I had to, you know, move heaven and earth to get us deep in the playoffs, and now my team is not as good. I trust the organization. I'm sort of in the face of the Mavericks. What is a successful season for Luka? Should he just gun for MVP since it feels like he'll know that no, the championship another is out of reach? playoff run. No, well, listen, I think it's going to be very hard for them to win the title. But I also don't necessarily agree with you that they're going to be worse. I Listen, Tim Hardaway Jr. Had, was Luka's best teammate. The year before this. Right. So the, the, in 20, I, I get my years mixed up. In 2021, he was his best teammate. I thought he was better than Chris Stapps, more reliable. Tim Hardaway Jr. was injured and was out. He will be back. I am not as high on Dinwiddie as Brew is, but they'll have a full year with Dinwiddie. But the Christian Wood addition is a real thing because that five spot, except for when Klebel was hitting threes, was just such a killer for them. <clears throat> Throughout the postseason, Dwight Powell didn't exactly bathe himself in glory in those three rounds. So I don't think they are taking a massive step backwards. And I think you can trick yourself when you do, when you have a young great player and you go on a deep playoff run, Mm -hmm. you can pretend that you're a true championship contender and just say, lock everyone up, run everything back. Brew, that's what the Hawks did. They made a conference finals. Now, I do not think Trey Young is near the player Luka is. I think Luka is going to go down as one of the greatest players in NBA history. I think Trey Young is going to go down as a really good player of this generation. I think they're playing in different, you know, leagues in that regard, but he's really good. He's an all star. He's an all NBA caliber guy. They make a conference finals like, Hey, just run it all back. Then they have a very disappointing year. And now what do they do? I, I like them adding DeJounte Murray. I think DeJounte's a good player. But that was a steep price, man. Three future unprotected draft picks and a pick swap because they're like, oh, this team wasn't good enough. Now we have to mortgage some of our future to, you know, add that next piece. So I think teams can trick themselves into thinking they're closer than they actually are because of one deep playoff run. But I don't think that changes Luka's goals. I think Luka's goal is let's make the finals. Let's go a step further and see what the hell happens. Right. 
Well, yeah, Wiles, to answer your question, look, I think Nico Harrison, the executive with the Mavs, he will continue to try to build this into a championship team. But Luka's mentality, Luka's young. What is Luka, 23? Luka is going to be thinking championship. I remember sitting down with LeBron James. LeBron was about the same age, 22, 23 years old. And LeBron thought he could win the championship with the three of us, with the four of us. All right, really. Like, he was convinced. And that's how you are when you're younger. Forget about me. So he's going to have to be knocked down a lot more before he starts saying, you know what? I need a second superstar. And I like that. Because if he can go out there and prove he can win a championship without a second star, like legitimate all-star, that would be huge. And Nick's talking about legacy. That's certainly a big legacy builder. So... I think for Luca, you're motivated. He gets to do what he does. He can maybe win the MVP Wilds, but he also is thinking, we got to the conference finals. This time, we're getting over the top. So I I hope that's his mentality. And Dirk won the title without a second superstar. And he, you know, obviously saying, he's trying to follow in those footsteps. And that's why you wildly overrate Dirk. Uh, So see, there it is. Legacy Dirk. I like Dirk. Stay right here. Much more first things first on the other side.